Hello and welcome, my friend. Welcome to the Friday edition of Bible Tract Echoes. Thanks so much for joining us. I have my Bible open to the book of Titus, the very first chapter, the opening verses of chapter one. If you can, right now, reach over, pick up your own copy of the Word of God and join me right there. Book of Titus, also, while you're getting your Bible open, get something on which you can jot down some notes. We are giving um, some outline words to help us walk through our passage. We're going to add some to yesterday's broadcast. So get your Bible, get something on which you can jot some notes. I've got a gospel tract in my hand. Do you know what a gospel tract is? That word tract is spelled T-R-A-C-T. I'm talking about a short written presentation of the Word of God, and particular God's plan of salvation. I would love, I would dearly love to put into your hands a sample packet which contains one each of all of our English gospel tracts. I'm going to highlight one here in just a moment, but for right now, let me lead into our study time this way. I have a number of old devotional books, and I use them from time to time as a resource for sermon illustrations. In one of those books, I found this poem I'm going to use the poem because in today's Bible text, we're going to find the idea that God has made to us a promise. Now, made us a promise. Listen to the poem. It's found, well, it was written decades ago. It was written on the back of a bank check, a bank check. Here's what it says. This piece of paper in your hand declares to you that on demand, $20 you shall receive and this simple simple promise you believe. It puts your mind at, as much at rest as if the silver you possessed. The poem goes on. So Christ, who died but now doth live, does unto you this promise give, that if you on his name believe, you shall an eternal life receive. Upon the first, that banknote, upon the first, you calmly rest. But which is true? Which is best? The bank may break. Heaven never can. It's safer, friend, to trust God than man. Oh, we find it easy, don't we, friend, to trust the bank statement, to trust what it says in that dollar, green dollar bill in our pocket. We struggle sometimes to trust in God. Well, I mentioned gospel tracts. I have one in my hand. Now, this gospel track is simply entitled, A Good Soldier But Lost. A good soldier, but lost. Thousands of these are given out to military personnel in our country every single year. I mean, thousands upon thousands of them. It's based upon the book of Acts chapter 10, where a good soldier named Cornelius there, God-fearing man. Did you hear what I said? He was a God-fearing man, but he was lost in his sins until he, by faith, received Christ as Savior. Friend, you can be very moral. You can be God-fearing, but not be born again. This simple tract, good soldier but lost, would be a great help to you and to others as you give it out. Please, at the end of the program, when my announcer gives our contact number, would you jot down whether it's our phone number, our email address, our website, whatever, jot down one of the methods that works for you, then give us your name and your mailing address. Let me send you the sample packet. This one is just one of over 40 tracks in that sample packet. And by the way, 
Our ministry focal statement says this, taking the word of God to all the world. But this year, 2018, is our 80th year. So to this year, we're saying this, we are taking the word of God to all the world 80 years and counting. For 80 years, we've been giving out gospel tracts, giving them away, free of charge, paying the shipping all over the world. Let's me, let me be a partner with you, you with me, in getting the gospel out. Be ready at the end of the program or just go to our website. Our web address is BibleTracksInc.org. Well, my Bible is open, Titus 1, beginning at verse 1. Here's what the Bible says. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. I'm going to stop reading right there at that point in time. Now, verses 1 through 4 of Titus are the introduction to the book. As the opening of New Testament books penned by the Apostle Paul go, this one, by percentages, is four times longer than the normal. But what it does is connect the man, Paul, who is the human penman, connects him with the truth of the gospel. The gospel is going to be talked about here in this introduction. I began working through these verses using some key words that begin with the letter P, like in the word paper. Uh, those words are going to help me be hooks to uh, keep my thoughts together. Yesterday, I gave two of those words, but now I come to verses two and three to find my next words. My word number three is the word promise. It's based there upon verse two, promise. After talking about telling the gospel, the gospel of faith in verse one, now the Spirit of God moves upon Paul to emphasize the great hope and truth that's promised to us by God himself in the gospel. All who receive Christ by faith receive the gift of eternal life. We are moved out of the kingdom or translated out of the kingdom of darkness and death, and we're moved into the kingdom of light and life. Now, why do we have eternal life? Why do we have this everlasting life? It's because, beloved, at salvation, when you and I put our faith in Jesus Christ, God planned to give us his life. He puts his life in us. That's his promise. Verse 2 emphatically states that God cannot lie. That poem I read just a moment ago was making the point that we, you and I, put a whole lot of faith, a truckload of confidence in the promise of a bank check or in the promise made when somebody puts a $20 bill in our hand. We have great faith that we can spend that thing. Yet too many honest believers, and I mean people that are genuinely saved, struggle putting the same level of trust in God's promissory note. The Bible puts it very simply, he that believeth, she that believeth, anyone that believeth on the Son of God hath everlasting life. Now, notice that verse 2 ends this way. Uh, these are the words it says, promised before the world began. Oh, my friend, beloved friend, 
God's salvation plan was designed by him before Genesis 1-1, before Adam and Eve sinned. Before any of that took place, God planned to save sinners and give them the gift of everlasting life. All right. That's the promise. My fourth word, only the second one for today, but my fourth word in my outline walking through verses one through four is the word preaching. It's based upon verse three. It's it's actually found in verse three. Verse three again says this, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. God has given us his word. I'm going to say more about that in a moment, but God has also given to us the method how he wanted his word transmitted from person to person, from generation to generation. God told the apostle Paul, and he also uh, told, Paul told to Timothy, and Timothy tells us and so on. He, God told this to the apostles. He tells them to preach his word. Now, our word that's there in verse 3, the word preaching here, does not only or simply refer to somebody standing in a pulpit at some church service. This word, at its most basic meaning, is to publicly declare. Publicly declare in the context what's being publicly declared is the word of God. Now, I can do that. I can publicly declare the Word of God while I'm standing in a pulpit, yes, but I can do it also when I'm standing around a water cooler with two or three co-workers, or I can do it while sitting in a, in a person's home and telling them the gospel. This word preach is not merely for professional clergy and elders and deacons. It's for all of us. And frankly, let me just go on and a little farther here and say this. Giving out gospel tracts is also a way of preaching. I have a whole lot of friends who, when they talk about gospel tracts, call them little preachers. Little preachers. That's because gospel tracts publicly declare God's word. When you hand it to somebody, you are publicly declaring the word of God found in the gospel tract. If you happen to have a gospel tract with no Bible in it, then you're in trouble. Our gospel tracts are chuck full of the word of God. All right, I've used two words today so far, promise and preaching, but now my third word for today, fifth word in all, is the word point or point in time. Again, still in verse three, it says this, God hath in due times, notice the word times, plural, God hath in due times manifested his word. Now, my friend, God planned his salvation plan before the world began. That's what verse 2 told us. But God has revealed or unfolded his plan in stages. He gave some to Job and to Moses. He gave some to Joshua, to Samuel the prophet, and King David. He gave to the prophets there in the Old Testament. But then the book of Hebrews opens with the fact that God has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Now, after Jesus ascended back into heaven, God sent the Holy Spirit and more scripture was given through the apostles. Each time God gave some new information, like we're reading here in the book of Titus, every time God gave some new information, it never did, not even one iota, undo or contradict what had been given previously. The New Testament does not 
contradict the Old Testament. God unfolded his salvation plan in picture form in the Old Testament. There, the animals were killed, their blood was shed. But the New Testament says that we are not saved by the shedding of animal blood. All of that was a picture waiting for what John the Baptist was talking about when he said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. One salvation plan, always by faith, faith in God's plan. Do we know more of God's plan than those Old Testament saints? Absolutely. But they were by faith trusting God's plan then. We are trusting the same plan with just more information now. But now the task of given to us is uh, with this new information. And by the way, that new information is done. There is no more information. God's word, there's no more God's word going to be given to us. We have a completed Bible, what's often called a completed canon. But what we need to do is declare the word of God to preach it out. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.